All right, welcome to another episode of Jilly Talks. I am your host, Jilly, and yes, it has been a long time coming for this podcast to get started again. I apologize for the delay, but let's be honest, life takes over sometimes and things don't work out the way we plan them to work out. But I am happy to be back, and I'm hoping that you are happy to have me back enjoying uh, listening to this podcast again. And uh, let's jump right into this. My guest um, on the podcast today is a longtime friend. Uh, we have known each other for quite a few years now, grew up in the um, same region of our country, uh, not the same city, different sides of the water. And, uh, and so we, we knew each other through different connection points, different people, uh, different circles of friends, but also through our background of our faith and the churches that we attended, uh, grew up at the same uh, camp in Ontario. Uh, so many different areas in our life um, have allowed us to cross paths and uh, we've worked together uh, in different areas. We do similar things now for a living and, uh, and it's a privilege for me to, um, to call him a friend and it's a privilege anytime I get a chance to speak with him. Uh, always enjoy our conversations, always leave challenged, always leave encouraged. And, uh, you know, we don't always agree on everything, No, we don't, um, but that, but that is the, the part that I appreciate about, um, our guests tonight, because, uh, we can have a good conversation and that conversation and still be friends. And, uh, that's what I, I, I enjoy about him. And so, uh, I want to introduce you tonight to our guest. Uh, he goes by the name of, uh, Chris Chase and, uh, so excited to, uh, to have him here. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a um, long-time listener, first-time podcast guest on Jilly Talks. Well, I'm, I'm happy you're here. Um, this, this, this has been, truthfully, when I say long time coming for me to restart the podcast, it's actually been a long time coming for us to yeah. do a podcast together. We, we did one when you uh, temporarily had a podcast. Temporarily. Yeah, it, 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 it was a comet. It burned brightly in the air and then yes. just kind of shattered its way to the ground. But it was a lot of fun to do while I had it, though. Yeah, so we, we, we talked back then. And since I started this one, and just um, if you are new to Jilly Talks, the reality of, or the, the reason why I started this podcast was just to be able to tell stories. I, I believe in the power of stories. Um, and the impact they can have on people's lives. And some of the stories that I've been able to have shared on this podcast um, have been impacting to people. And the, some of the feedback I've received have been pretty incredible. And, uh, and so I'm excited to have uh, Chris on, on the show. Chris, to have you here to be able to share something that, that is um, impacting to us mm-hmm. and uh, something meaningful to us that took place um, just yesterday in the news and, and everybody who's listening, uh, if you haven't heard, um, I'm, I'm assuming you live under a rock um, <laughs> and, uh, and just have stayed away from any type of news. Um, but as we know from yesterday uh, in our, in our world, we, we lost a, um, a basketball icon and beyond that. And we'll talk about that tonight. Um, Kobe Bryant, uh, former LA Lakers, um, passed away in a, a helicopter accident along with um, eight other people, uh, including his 13-year-old daughter. And, uh, and it was something that, you know, shook everybody to the core, um, not just basketball fans, not just uh, people who, who follow sports, but people just hearing a story. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, for me, it was something I told my wife, I said, you know, this has impacted me more than any other death that I had heard of in the sports world. I've heard yeah. of people dying, but this one was something different. But before we jump into Kobe, I, I, want, I want to talk about just, you know, basketball and your love for it. And, and it'll kind of bring us to that point. And so, Chris, sure. I know that you are a diehard Lakers fan. I know there's some you bleed Toronto Raptors as well, um, yeah. especially because they put you into a video montage, uh, you know, at the end of last year when, yes, baby. when in case you don't know, the Raptors were NBA, NBA champions, champions, right? Um, and so, but you, you grew up a Laker fan. Yeah. So tell me, where did your love for basketball and specifically Lakers start and, and come from? Yeah, like um, the easiest way to, to describe it would be um, basketball was one of those things that drew, that drew my dad and I together. Um, my dad, my dad and I need to clarify. My dad and I now are like we're best buddies. We haven't talked yet because 
I know that if I, once I call my dad, it's going to be an emotional wreck between the both of us. Mm -hmm. um, and so we've talked a little bit via text, but we're, we haven't done the phone conversation yet just because of the news that we'll talk about in a little bit. But that was one of the things that brought us together. My dad used to um, collect um, end of season statistic magazines that would have all the stats of every team, every player, every preseason game, uh, every regular season game, playoffs, finals, and then the projected draft picks, um, high school lists. And he would have, um, he had the, the year before Jordan got drafted, the 83, 84 statistics, Jordan's rookie year, and so on and so forth. And I would just kind of, as a kid, I remember finding them and just being, just being enamored by, by the numbers and being enamored by, the, by the, the names. And one of the names that was huge in our home uh, was Magic Johnson. Mm -hmm. uh, Magic Johnson was, he was larger than life uh, in, in our home. And he played for the Los Angeles Lakers along with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Kurt Rambis, Byron Scott, uh, Michael Cooper, um, you know, Pat Riley with the slick back hair and, and the Armani suits. Um, and that was a big deal for, for, for me. Like, like growing up in Montreal, uh, both of us were, were, we are Quebecers. Um, hockey was king. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, you know, I'm sure that you have a, a, a variety of listeners who have different favorite hockey teams. The hockey team that we grew up with was the Montreal Canadiens. And that kind of like took over the news that was everywhere. Um, and yet there was moments where a college basketball game would be on TV. And my dad and I, we would watch the Michigan Wolverines or, or Seton Hall, or it was always um, a Big East team, Georgetown University with, uh, with John Thompson, uh, Alonzo Mourning and things like that. And just the love of basketball was just something that was always there. Uh, and then um, in grade five, started learning how to play. Uh, there was a hoop outside of our, of our school. Uh, there was basketball teams that you can join and it was just a natural fit. I remember I really fell in love with basketball in 1991. Um, it was the NBA finals were the Lakers versus the Bulls. And that was sort of the changing of the guard. Um, Matt Johnson was still in his prime, but he was not as good as Michael Jordan. Yeah. And I remember being heartbroken because everybody was wearing championship finals hats and everything. And Mike like finally crossed them. I mean, mind you, he'd only really been in the league for six years, but he finally crossed the mountain. Yeah. And I remember just being heartbroken, like, oh my gosh, the Lakers lost, but they're going to win again. And then August 91 happens. And then Magic Johnson says he has HIV. And then you're like, and it was, I remember the first time where basketball was on the front page of the Montreal Gazette. Yeah. And all these different stories since then have just been all connected to basketball. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know what I like and I understand and I appreciate hockey. I have an appreciation for football outside of the, the concussion stuff. Um, baseball is fun. Mm -hmm. um, right. But there's just something about the beautiful game of basketball mm -hmm. and just the poetry of the floor, um, the natural squeaking of, 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 a pair, a pair of sneakers on, on, on proper basketball flooring. The fact that you can play basketball by yourself. Yeah. It's the one game that you can't play football by yourself. It's impossible. Yeah. You know, um, baseball is really, if you hit the ball, you got to walk over there and, and grab it. Yeah, sure. You can, you can hit a puck at, at, a, at a net, but there's something about, I'm just going to, I'm going to challenge myself on a three pointer. I'm going to challenge myself on, on free throws. I'm going to challenge myself on a step back. I'm going to challenge myself on a, on, on a fadeaway. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play, I'm going to just do drills and practice my dribbling. Yeah. Uh, and then being able then to pull it off in a game, yeah. whether it's a game of American, a game of three on three, a game of one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and that's one of the ways that you and I became friends outside of our, our love for God. And just, we both have similar, similar humor um, um, was hoops. You were always taller and longer and you just, you said handles. Like it was like, like I was a, I was a bruiser. I was like, you know, like, give me, give me a rebound, give me an outlet. I can drive on you. But you just had to, again, like you had to finesse your game. It was so much fun to be able to play with you and play against you. It was just so much fun to be able, ugly monkeys. It's so much fun to be able, able to, 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 to do together. And, um, yeah, basketball, um, playing basketball in high school, playing basketball in Bible college. Um, it's just been always, and then watching it, obviously, and, and passing it on to my kids and 
from the Lakers, still Laker fan, but then the Raptors over the last six years living in, in, in the GTA, I live in Toronto, live in the GTA. Basketball is basketball, ball is life, as they would say. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Lakers fan, obviously they had some, some great moments. Mm-hmm. And you've been alive for some of those great moments. Um, you know, uh, you mentioned hockey and I, I'm a hockey fan as well. And I love, I love the Montreal Canadians and I wish they would love me too, by showing some more winning. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I, I, you know, I'd like to tell my Toronto Maple Leaf friends um, that I've been alive for championships. Facts. You know, and I remember 93. 93, yeah. I remember some of the championships. But which NBA championship, you know, I know the Raptors one is huge, but when it comes to the Lakers, which okay. championship stands out the most to you as, ah, I remember when they won that one? Um, the, the three-peat, the three-peat is foggy to me. Yeah. Like, the thing was foggy to me I was just getting out it was while I was in college in Montreal and then going into Bible college I remember those those, those three uh, I remember didn't have as much access to games as I do now there was no such thing as league pass you know like they weren't written necessarily always on TSN the finals were so you had to kind of read stuff at, like ad hoc mm-hmm. um, the one that really stands out to me of the five that I've been al- the five that I've been alive for uh, I can kind of remember a little bit of the of the ones against the the Pistons in '88 and '89 or '87 and '88, sorry. Um, but it's the last one against Boston, mm. seven games against a rival that has you know embarrassed you. Mm-hmm. That in 2008, man, I remember I was talking about this with with Rebecca, my wife, uh, last night in the midst of kind of like just the calamity of of emotions I was going through. Um, I remember sitting on the edge of my bed after the Lakers lost by 32 or 36 points in game six in 2008. And my wife literally saying to me, you need to go downstairs. I cannot deal with you anymore. As I'm sitting on the edge of the bed, just kind of just like in a sullen state, you need to leave the room. You need to go. So when they get the chance to go against them in 2010, and it's a tight series, Kendrick Perkins gets injured in game six. And then game seven is the worst basketball game I have ever seen. It's old school. Um, Jordan rules. Jordan versus the Bulls. I'm Jordan, Jordan, Jordan versus the, the Pistons. Sorry, basketball. Just Miami Heat versus New York Knicks, 1995, slobber knocker basketball. And Kobe is playing the worst game I've ever seen. And you're kind of going, he's going to shoot us in the foot. And just everything starts clicking around. It's just a three-pointer. And Kobe is standing on the, the scores table, arms extended, five, shooting the five up. And it's like, and I remember just the next day, I remember walking to uh, Chapters from my house, Laker jersey on, honks from different cars, and just feeling like this is the greatest day of my life. I haven't done anything, but this is the greatest day of my life. And so that, was, that would be the last one, 2010. That's the championship that like stands out to me. Because it was the it was one more than Shaq, um, it put him one one away from Jordan. And I know your respect for Jordan. You're you're a North Carolina guy. I know that, but it put him one away from Jordan. It um, at the time it put him ahead of Tim Duncan, who was like who was pretty well his ring rival, the Spurs and Lakers. So that that that, that that's it. 2010. That's good. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun to be able to to remember those moments and to think to yourself, oh man, I remember how good that felt. Like I remember I was traveling somewhere and could not get the, the finals of uh, Villanova versus North Carolina, North Carolina comes down, hits a huge shot. And then Villanova comes back and wins it. Like I, I remember the moment of like, I'm about to go watch the masters practice round. And I hate life right now because, you know, and then there's that other side of like, yes they won the year after like you know they come back yeah. and, and you know it's just that, that thrill of victory agony of defeat, defeat yeah incredible thing so no that's cool you know and that that series was a fantastic series between between the lakers and them and it was just it was incredible um before we get into our our, our main topic today favorite player and why like currently current favorite player player currently to watch oh man there's so many yeah like, cause the NBA is so the NBA, like we've been alive and watched basketball enough to see basketball change. Yes. Right. Like, so we're, we're, we're 
little kids in the 80s and just kind of like Larry and Magic, they're kind of like, they're larger than life, but we don't really understand it. And then we're able to watch like the rise and the reign of Michael Jordan where people are like, he's retired for two years, thank the Lord, right? Like his, his other, t- other teams are. And then we're able to see this weird sort of like, there's no more Jordan. And then the emergence of Allen Iverson, Kobe, uh, Shaq, Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, and then into this incarnation of LeBron and Bosch and Wade and Stoudemire and all these, Stoudemire doesn't fit in that category, Mellow, let's say. Um, and then you have these, these young guys. Now, I would, be, um, I would be remiss if I didn't say um, um, a guy like Kawhi Leonard, yeah. even though to my son, he has betrayed us and we should never, ever, ever cheer for him. And he's on the Clippers, which is the rival team to the team I grew up cheering for. But just, just the way he carries himself on the court. Yeah. He just has a cool sense about him. Uh, Trey Young is another guy. I mean, he puts up great stats, even though his team sucks in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, and we, we, we don't know what it's going to be like with his injury. But I'll tell you, I've never been more scared of a player than Kevin Durant. Yeah. Kevin yeah, Durant is the player. most electrifying. When Kevin Durant came out in game five yeah. in the NBA Finals, it was almost like you felt the city of Toronto and the country of Canada go, well, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. And so like those, those, those three would be the ones who I, who I would just I, – I, I really, really, really enjoy just how they play the, I play the game. And I'd love to be able to see – and then um, on Ja – J.A. Oh, that guy's fun to watch. He, he's just, he is just like, you don't think it's going to be there. And he, was, he, and he did the same thing in the tournament, in the NCAA tournament last season. Yeah. And you don't think he's going to be, you think he's small, he's this, but he can hoop. Oh, man, he's good. He's good. Like, he's going to, um, you know, rise up in the ranks pretty fast. I, mean, I, I, love, I love to watch, um, because of the, the position I played in basketball, I love the point guard position. I'm a huge fan of Chris Paul. I know not everybody loves him and some will call him a horrible teammate or whatever, but I, I love, I love Chris. He's cool. Yeah. He's, cool. He's, a, he's a point guard um, and who can score when he has to, but doesn't need to. And uh, I love it. And I love Luca. Uh, I think that guy is a fantastic basketball player mm-hmm. who thinks the NBA is easier than playing in Europe. Um, which it, is, he, he, if he's able to do things on the court yeah. that just, He's a baby, and he's kind of like, and it's just, it's effortless for him. It just so he's kind of like, man, I just, yeah, I just, I, do, I just play basketball, and that's it. And you're like, so my hope is that there's somebody that gets, and maybe it's Zion, that there he has like for every Superman, there's a Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. right? I hope that there's somebody that's able to kind of like challenge him to be better. Yeah. Um, but like the to me, the league is in good hands because there's guys like Luca, there's guys like Jay Aja, there's guys like Zion Williams who's shown in a couple of games of like he's he's the real deal. Yeah. Um, you know, like there guys like Jason Tatum. Yeah. Right. Um, Devin Booker. Like, it's fun, and and now we have more access to basketball than we ever did before. Exactly. Right. So those those would be those would be guys who I who I enjoy. Uh, who I enjoy. And, and also, let me say, sorry, my favorite Raptor, Fred VanVleet. Yes, I I'll agree with that. I like both him and Siakam. They're they're yeah. fun to watch and and just something about Fred that's just he's a he's a real special treat to watch. Like playing basketball, yes. he's you know you know what the Raptors and, and I'll move on in a second. But they they seem to always have that guy who isn't their star, but comes up clutch in moments and you're like yeah. man i'm so glad he's on our team mm-hmm. you know and 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 it's usually in the point guard position and he comes out of nowhere and does well like i'm trying to think off the top of my head i apologize for not remembering the name who was the guy who came from san antonio canadian player and then left uh um, you know like he was like wow like he's doing really well like yeah he gives lowry time off the bench now the great thing about Fred Van Vliet is that he can play with Lowry and not yeah. just replace Lowry, you know, which has been really fun to watch. So it, the Raptors are a fun team. And I laugh at everybody who said they were going to be done, um, you know, after, you know, I, I, I'll be honest, did not think they were going to do as well. Good. Yeah. Um, it's, and even more so when they were riddled with everybody. 
And like they're only right now, they are a game behind this game back of the second seed. Now it's still early. There's still a lot of basketball to play, but the fact that they are the second seed or close second seed, and they'll at least be in the top four or five in the conference by the end of the season. That should shut everybody up. And they have a ring, which will never, ever, ever be, you can never deny the fact that they're champions. So, yeah. So I always enjoy talking basketball, but sometimes things go beyond just basketball. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yesterday, I know for me, I was getting ready to go out with my family and drop my kid off at a party and, and notification on my phone just drops down. I think it was an Instagram one. And I just swiped down. I saw a picture of, of Kobe and it was, it was a uh, post by uh, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. And, uh, and, and I was like, oh, okay, he's talking about Kobe because he knows everybody and is, seems to be friends with all these guys and, and didn't think anything and, and drove to where I was going to. And, and my watch gets a notification and I see the words, Kobe Bryant dies in helicopter accident. And I, I remember stopping and looking at my wife. I'm like, Rach, you'll never guess what I just read on my watch. You know, like, I'm like, are, are you kidding me? Like, it was an immediate moment of sickness to my stomach and absolutely stunned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is one of those moments that they say, you'll remember the where moment, you, were. you know, yeah. where you were, what you were doing, that kind of stuff. So being a Lakers fan, being a Kobe fan, tell me where you were, how you found out and what goes through your mind. Okay, um, so I got to give a little bit of background on this. Like I, like I, was a Laker fan as a kid. Like at our home, my dad, my cousin, my uncle, my my cousin's husband. We were talking today about how like we would spend our Christmases eating and then watching the Lakers and hating LeBron James anytime the, the Lakers were playing him or anybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember him getting drafted in '96. I remember. Everyone used to say, I, I look like Eddie Jones. I don't see it, but whatever. And I remember making the choice. Like, it's either Eddie Jones, because I loved Eddie Jones, Nick Van Exel, to, like, 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 um, um, like I was, and I was like, Kobe's my guy. Yeah. And that was it. Kobe was my guy. And anybody who knows me well knows that, like, Kobe Bryant has been my favorite basketball player. Yeah. Like, I, like, he was, I would describe him as he was in our home. Like, my father found out that he passed away. My father broke down. My sister found out she broke down. And I know someone's saying, well, you didn't even know him. Yeah. Like, then stop listening to this podcast, listen to the next one. <laughs> um, and so, and roll with them through, through the good stuff, you know, championships, MVPs, and I roll with them through the bad stuff. And um, we can talk a little bit about like, the news media and what the news media has been like on both sides of the coin, roll with them through all that. And even like now in 2020, dealing with the confliction of what that means of being a fan in this era that we're in. All that to say, I'm driving back from the Muskokas. Um, I, had, I was doing some work out there and driving back home and my, my phone goes off the notification. And so I do what everyone doesn't do. I, as I'm driving, clear road, nice quick glance at my phone. Cause I'm trying to find a podcast and I go, I see Kobe Bryant died. And I'm like, automatically we're thinking it's a joke. It's a hoax. Yeah. Right? Because that's like, why would Kobe Bryant be dead? Exactly. Yeah. Like he's a robot. He's going to live forever. He's probably like sentient and he's going to be the Terminator. He's never going to die. So I voice message my, my boss and I go, is Kobe Bryant dead? Yeah. And I put my phone back down. <clears throat> Sorry. And, and then I, quickly like I kind of like slow down a bit because there's no one behind me and I go on Twitter and I'm scrolling because looking up scrolling long story. like if you're a cop and you're listening to this I'm sorry <laughs> and I'm starting to see like God please no please tell me it's not real from just different people and it's not just people who I follow who are friends of mine yeah. it's basketball players it's celebrities it's writers it's basketball writers it's football players it's hall of famers and everyone's waiting it's because TMZ breaks it and like TMZ, that's not real news. That is the definition of fake news. <laughs> and then you're going, I'm just going, it can't be real. It can't be real. It can't be real. 
And then my boss messaged me and he goes, I'm so sorry. And that's when you're like, no, it can't be. Yeah. And then, and then the watch bomb. And if any of you are listening, our, our NBA fans, Adrian Wojnarowski, I think that's how you pronounce the last name. Whoa. The, like he, anytime he tweets anything about basketball, you know, it's real. It's not made up. And he tweets Kobe Bryant dies in helicopter crash. And then the first thing you're like, Kobe Bryant died. Then you're like, helicopter crash? What the crap? Yeah. And I remember I'm driving and I just, like everything in me just dies. And I just begin to literally sob in the car. Yeah. Like sob in the car. Yeah. And my boss messages me. He's like, I'm checking in on you because, and again, my boss who knows me, he's a friend and he's my boss. He's like, I know the fandom i know are you okay and i'm like i'm just trying to get home i'm just trying to get home yeah that's it another buddy of mine who knows me really well he calls me he's like are you okay and i'm like it can't be real it can't be real we talk a little bit i hang on the phone and i'm trying to i'm trying just to drive and like listen to a stupid wrestling podcast because i'm a nerd and i'm just going over my head i'm like his poor kids his poor wife and then you find out that his daughter is on that and you're like please just and then you find out that she passes away as well, along with seven other people. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and you understand this. I recognize that there were seven other people on there. But the connection to him mm-hmm. is just different for me. And then the connection to his daughter, yeah. um, who, you know, we, we watched his life. We watched, he's, he, like, he's only a couple years older than we are. We literally watched him yeah. become a married father and all these sort of things. and. Um, my first thought was I'm going to go to chapters and try to buy his mom a mentality book. Yeah. Um, because like I should, but they were all sold out already because everybody had the same idea. Yeah. And so I'm walking through the mall trying to see if I can find a Kobe t-shirt and I can't, and I'm sitting on benches and I'm just kind of like dejected. And this guy walks by in a lower Marion Jersey, yeah. number 33. And I'm like, I get home and I hug my kids yeah. and my, I look at my wife and she, already knows like it's it's a mess and and then just trying to process what this all means because yeah. it's not it's beyond basketball and i don't know him he never i've never met the guy before yeah but you kind of feel like you watched him grow up mm-hmm. and you watched his life yeah and so when i say it's been a hard 24 hours mm-hmm. it's been a hard 24 hours because yeah. you start thinking about life you start thinking about your own legacies you start thinking about um your own kids both of us we have daughters and what i would do if i was in that position as a father yeah that and that's and that's one of the things i was going to ask you know because i heard the news shocked you know and like my in-laws are in town and so I, i tell them to pull over their vehicle to like we're in the parking lot i'm like come here i'm like you know Kobe Bryant and I told him the story and they're just like wow and and I and the first thing that came to mind when I heard it was I told my wife I said man like I've, I've been watching him with his daughter at basketball games and and I know he has three of uh, four of them you know but but there's this one who loves basketball and, mm. and I see him with his arm around her and he's you know they always talk about how he's coaching her on the sideline and just He's a part of her life, and and he was a part of his. Like, you know, I know one of his kids. I think played volleyball, and he would go and yeah. watch. It wasn't just one, but it was the basketball connection. And yeah, and uh, and I was like, man, like she is going to be heartbroken. And then the next notification is confirming that she was on the helicopter too. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And yeah. like I said, we have kids. I have three daughters and a son, and and you have one of each, and and. And I, I, I heard Jason Williams on, on, I think it was first take today, talking. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And man, that it cuts cuts deep. And and I and I posted on social media. I said this one's tough to handle. You know, like this one is is difficult. I, it, I was sad that Kobe died. I was sad to know that his daughter died too. And and and, and I'll say this. I know there's people who who always say this. There was just more than Kobe that died on that helicopter. I get it but I also don't remember every person who dies every single day. <laughs> I don't know them. And so I, I can't say, Oh man, that impacted me because I don't know them. Yeah. I'm sad. I'm, I'm, it's sad that three 13 year olds died. Yeah. It's sad. Um, but right now I know about Kobe. I don't know the rest of them. And yeah. so that's, why we, that's why we talk about Kobe more than we do the other people. Um, you know, but 
my question was, you know, for you, because I, I know thinking about for myself, but as a parent, what goes through your mind mm. hearing this? Uh, as a parent, I'm, I'm thinking what I, what I was thinking um, yesterday was if I'm on the helicopter, am I, and if there's time, am I just telling her I love her? Mm. What am I doing? Am I unbuckling myself? And just like, uh, like that's, those are, those are one thoughts. And the other thought is, man, like, am I doing everything I can to instill all of the good things I know into my 10 year old daughter, my eight year old son? Yeah. Um, am I spending more time looking at other people's socials and watching my own favorite shows on Netflix and television than I am spending time with them? Are they going to be the best of me? Like yeah. if you watch um, clips of, of Kobe's, Kobe's daughter, Gianna, known affectionately as Gigi, like she had his mannerisms. Like she, like she was a little him and even the way she hooped, like she could hoop. That's the thing that people don't understand is like she could like the kid, the kid, the kid verbally, um, verbally committed to UConn to be a Husky at three years old. You know what I mean? Like the kid had the same step back fadeaway, the same two, the same double jab step and then then the, and then the, the wind up in the shot, everything was the same. And as a parent, I'm like, what parts of me are being emulated by my kids yeah um um you know you and i we both have jobs that that um afford us the ability to travel and by travel i'm not saying like we're getting on airplanes or going places people like i mean like we're going up we're going across the four the four the 401 and the 407 like the, the 409 like we're just traveling on Ontario. that's it right a couple of other spots but that's mainly it right but like when i get home am i like just dejected and throw my bag and, or am I sitting down and am I invested in their lives? Am I um, taking every moment uh, with them? Am I letting them see the bad parts of me and showing that there is redemption out of them? Or am I hiding those things so that there's this, an idea of perfection that will only be, that'll be burst at some point when they get older. Mm-hmm. So those are the things like as a parent and then, then, you know, for his wife, Vanessa, who's gone through so much already in, in her life, 37 years old, loses her, her, her husband that she knew from when she was, you know, just before 18, mm-hmm. um, and, and her 13-year-old daughter. Uh, and, you know, they have a 17-year-old, they have a three-year-old, and I believe they have a just one-year-old. Yeah. Right? And so she does that on her own now. Mm-hmm. it's it's tough like you know i i i sat down and you know my wife made fun of me she's like adam's over there in the corner crying i I wasn't crying but it you know it was a a weird mood you know (laughs) and i said i think at the beginning of this podcast that it for me it was one of these things that hit me harder than anything yeah like any other celebrity that passed away you know, mm-hmm. who I was like, oh man, I can't believe yeah. I'm serious. You know, like I, I think the only shock I can compare it to when it comes to a celebrity dying and, and there's no way this is even close to that connection for me, but was, and I was younger was when princess Diana, um, yeah. I, I yeah, I, I, yeah. the news. And I was like, I was like, mom, I'm like, do you know who just died? And like, I, I remember being so shocked and that was like my first, I think my first exposure to, mm-hmm life outside of mine and somebody you know dying that shouldn't have died yeah you know? and and remember you know i know in my own life i I've, I've been around a lot of deaths you know i've been around too many funerals that i would like to admit and um and it it hurts and so to to feel the way i felt yesterday was tough but i remember i, I was sitting down and I, I was thinking like you said like am i being a good dad yeah like, I, and i we, I know we can talk about, you know, people will talk about this and you alluded to it with the media and, and oh, Kobe did this when he was, you know, early in his career and, yeah. and think about the girl he did that to. And I get that. And there is a, a, a part of that, that, that hurts. And, and it's not saying that what he did is excused now, but we appreciate the maturity that took place yeah. from that moment. Yes. And like, it didn't happen. You know? he, he, and you can't like the idea of the idea of legacy 
is that you have to take it, take into account the entire picture. Yes. Right. You can't, you can't um, push things aside and it would be wrong of us. And, and I would, I would dare say he would say it'd be wrong of us to just only talk about these parts because then, you know, like, like let's not just, let's not just look at the scandal. Let's look at him as a teammate in 2000, um, in 1999 to 1994. And then he, the friction that's happening on the team as he's becoming the, an alpha dog. Yeah. He no longer wants to be 1A and 1B. It's not like on the Bulls where Michael Jordan was the alpha. Yeah. Scott, Scottie Pippen was the psychic, and Scottie was fine with that. Yeah. Right? It's not like that. It was Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal coming to their powers at the exact same time yeah. and them being horrible to each other and making it painful for everybody else. Yeah. Um, Kobe, I mean, Shaq gets traded. Kobe stays. Phil Jackson leaves. And then he is a horrendous teammate. Mm-hmm. The people horrendous we can't forget that um and he's just you know poor smush parker yeah <laughs> so right? He's the worst player ever. right like you're like what's smush parker feeling right now yeah. like right so there, there's 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 those things um there's there's his uses there's, there's his use of of negative slurs mm-hmm. in 2011 to a referee um, there are things that he, there are things that he did. And then you can't not mention Colorado. You cannot men, you cannot not mention that he was tried for, for sexual assault. You can't not, yeah. Yeah. Um, you, 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 what you can do is say in light of what he did, yeah. he sat across from his accuser. He heard what was said about him. Yeah. There was a disconnect in terms of what the story was, but there was a settlement, which means that there was enough stuff to say that, like, I might not have been in the fire, but there was enough smoke. Yeah. Right? And then we were able to see him atone for that and recognize that that was always going to be a part of his legacy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he, would, he did everything that he could to not push that away, but to own it and move, move forward. Yeah. Right? Now, it, I was thinking about this this afternoon. It's a different day and age. If that happens in 2020, he's, he's, he's kicked off the team. Yeah. He's no longer playing. He's a pariah. That's it. He's, he's playing in Greece somewhere. That's the end of his story. That's yeah. it. In 2003, 2004, like, and he's not the only athlete. Yeah. He's not the only celebrity that this is happening to at the time. And we're seeing it happening. It's coming up more so, more so, right? Yeah. Um, but in that day and age, public redemption was possible if he won yeah Yeah. and he he won yeah and so that clouds the story but that's a part of his legacy and what i've been thinking about in terms of that part of his story is the growth that he the growth that we saw and that he's one of the first celebrities that we were able to actually see their life in front of us in ugly ugly gross detail and how he was able to say, like, this is not going to be the defining moment of my life. Yeah. And, and, and that part that you say that is, is, is crucial. Like, I, I'm one of those people. And, you know, part of it's our faith. But part of it is just I understand that there are we do get second chances. You know, the famous line people say is don't don't judge me on my past. And I'm cool with that. But your past can't still be your present. Right. Because I know people who are like. I'm don't base me base, base what you know about me on what I've done. I'm like, I won't if you'll stop doing it. <laughs> like, at some point you have to quit doing that. Yeah. Right? Like, where's the maturity? And I think, yeah. and, and, and maybe it was fear. Maybe it was, you know, and there's the comment of, you know, like he said, like going through that and, you know, he alluded to God, Kobe Bryant did where he talks about like, it's, you don't go through that and don't kind of experience how real God is. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and sure, people might not like to hear that because like, oh, you're telling me that God wanted that to happen? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that Kobe Bryant understood what was wrong. And sure, he got away with it because he's a celebrity, maybe, possibly, very good chance. But he didn't repeat the pattern. Yeah. There was the change that took place. And as, as you know, horrible teammate, if you, if you say that now, but you know what you just heard from everybody yesterday. You were like, no, Kobe was not a bad teammate. And he won two championships. Remember that. He won two championships 
in the midst of being called a bad teammate, in the midst, and he, he was on a podcast January 9th, All the Smoke. I don't recommend people listening to it. It's kind of not safe for work. Steven Jackson, Matt Barnes, not, it's, it's a basketball podcast. And he was talking about, and, he, and they were asking, it's so weird. They're asking like, what, if you could change anything about your perception about you, what would you say? And this is, this came out January 9th. He's like, people call me selfish all the time, but you can't be selfish and win rings. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be selfish and win rings. And we, and it's true. Like you, there needs to be a little bit of giving of yourself. And he also said, I need to learn how to lead as me. And I didn't know how to do that before. And when Pow came and everybody else, I learned how to lead like me and open myself up as I do. And the result of that was three trips to the finals and two championships. Yeah. And that's, and so like, there's certain things that you and I, we've done. There's certain things that, that people will remember us for, unfortunately for our past. Yeah. I'm sure there's people who, who might be listening to this and know me and all they remember of me is something I did. There's probably people who I work with who only remember the things, the bad things I've done. Yeah. It's my responsibility to not, say i'm going to repeat these patterns it's my responsibility to also say i'm not going to live according to my past but i'm going to learn from it and chart a new path for myself and if people want to see me that way that's fine so today i'm, I'm walking around and i'm wearing my kobe bryant jersey it's faded now you know it's it's tattered but like it's the only jersey i have from the, those days yeah. that i kept from that like the throwback jersey time because he was my guy and in my head, I'm going, there's probably somebody out there. There's probably a young man or young woman who's going like, how dare you wear his jersey? And I'm going like, because he's not the same person. Exactly. But I also recognize, but I also recognize that they have the right to find conflict in what I'm wearing. Sure. So both, both, it's both and it's not either or. Like yeah. you're allowed to have conflict of it. And we've seen people in the media. We have a friend of ours um, who is very, very, very adamant. Like, this is not the time. We yeah. shouldn't be talking about this. And the reality is there is never a good or a bad time to talk about this stuff. It's a part of his story. For sure. He knew that. Yeah. He was aware of it. And, but he didn't say like, this is going to be the defining moment of my life. He allowed people to judge him on that forever. And he also allowed people to see him differently too. Yeah. And that's a lesson. For, like, I mean, not to be like leadership, but that's a lesson for us mm -hmm. in terms of how we respond to our failures. Yeah. Do we live there? Do we repeat them? Or do we say, I'm not, I'm going to do everything in my power to not fall into the same traps again, whatever those are. And I'm going to chart a new course. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I agree. Like it, it's one of those things that, you know, him changing doesn't take away past hurts from people. Yes. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a really good way of putting it. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't take that away. That person was hurt and lives with that forever. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and there's nothing that says, you know, excuse me, miss, he just passed away. Get over it now. Right. That that's not the case. Yeah. And there's people who are connected to it. And there are people who have been victims in other areas who feel pain because she felt pain. Yeah. And so they're upset still because it's real to them and we can't just dismiss somebody's yeah. pain. And I, and I get that. Um, but you also have to understand that not everybody understands that. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. You know, we, I don't understand what it's like for a female to go through that. I never want it to happen to my girls. Facts. I never want it to happen to any person that I know, but I don't know it personally. And I'm, I'm a firm believer that things don't matter to us as much until it's personal. <laughs> and that's just the reality. Yeah. Right. It's, and so, yeah. So, you know, I'm thankful that he, that from all accounts, he learned, you know. And we see that with his daughter. We see that with how he's, and um, he has invested his life into, he, he had invested, oh my gosh, yeah. past tense, into women's basketball and, and became, and became an advocate. And that's like, you're able to see the learning. You're able, you're willing to sit down with people and hear them. Yeah. Hear their anger yeah. and learn from it. Yeah doesn't mean that you're a better person or a worse person, but you're willing to at least put your feet to the fire and go like, yep. Yeah. And so like, I watch, I watch him sitting with, uh, with, you know, the clip that's been going around on social media is him sitting um, with Gigi and he's explaining basketball to her and she has this gigantic smile on her face and she's responding to him. And I'm like, you don't get there with your daughter. If you haven't learned how to do that as a man first. Yeah and a tone and, and 
it might, you know, and there's probably somebody who's listening and saying like, oh, there, I, there's no justification here. Like I recognize, like I, as I was driving, I was thinking about like a social media post. I don't, I, I haven't been on social media a lot just, just for my own, my own personal sanity, but I knew I wanted to say something because I know how much his basketball playing and his, that as a fan I was. Yeah. And one of the words I said in my post was something like, you, you've met, you've meant a lot of things to me over, over your 20 year career. And one of the words I had was conflicted yeah. because this is a part of it. I've been conflicted being like, should should I say he's better than LeBron? Should I say he's better than Jordan? Right? Yeah. Even though statistically he's not. Yeah. Right? He just was a bigger presence than both of them, I would say. Yeah. But I'm also conflicted on this stuff too. And I think we don't, we're not comfortable living in those, those gray moments of tension. We don't, we don't, we don't do comfort that way. Yeah. It's gotta be boom, 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 boom. And really life is the murky middle. And if anybody lived the murky middle, and put a voice to it. It was Kobe Bean Bryant. Yeah. You you really either loved him, yeah, or you hated him. I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast. Bill Simmons and Chris Ryan from The Ringer. They recorded a quick podcast, like right when they found the news, and they both talked about how much they, as fans, yeah. hated him. Hated him yeah. But like they could not not respect him as a basketball player. Yeah. And there's like you like we and I we were talking about how much we didn't like Luke Walton. And how much we wanted him traded. I was going to bring him up before. <laughs> right? How much we didn't like him. You're like Pat Riley. And I'm like, Luke Walton. Luke Walton. Like, hey, Luke Walton. He was the worst. He was a horrible coach as well. But, um, but like, right, like as a basketball player, we, 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 we appreciated who he was as a humanitarian, as an expander to the game, bringing it to, to China and, and Europe and people respecting him all over the world. Yeah. We respect the, we respect, we know the whole person. Yes. We respect what the person was becoming. Yeah. And I think that's where, that's the sad part is that we didn't get to see the next act. It was just starting. We were actually able to see the, the fulfillment or the culmination of the redemption mm-hmm. of him and the learning of what that meant. Um, we don't get to see that. And then to add to that, Gigi and these two other young girls who play on her team, we don't get to see we don't get to see Gigi play at UConn. We don't get to see her get um, drafted by by the LA Sparks and play in the same stadium, yeah. same arena that her dad played in, and dream about these moments where Kobe is this old, gray-haired, gray-bearded guy watching his daughter play and still coaching her. We don't get to see those moments. As a parent, trying to go back to the parent thing, it's like I want to make sure that I'm thinking about every moment that I can to invest. Yeah. And we have jobs where we get to invest in other people's families. We get to invest in students, young adults, through communicating of the gospel. I was reminded yesterday, like, it's great to be able to facilitate moments for other people, but I want to make sure that I'm facilitating moments for my, yeah. for my kids, for my family. Yeah. And so, you know, like, as you know, like, just while we were, while we were, um, while we just started, LeBron just came out, I haven't read it yet, but LeBron came out with his statement okay. and so weird that like LeBron broke his record the night before and you know and the the right after the game Kobe Bryant called LeBron the phone and all the Lakers were able to hear it on the conversation and so you can imagine what other people are feeling we don't even know the dude yeah we don't even know him all we knew is that he hooped like nobody else he was a champion he like all these sort of things Mm -hmm. and these are guys who were like in the fraternity yeah. They went to Beijing, they went to London together, all this sort of stuff. Like if we're feeling it and we're just fans, like these dudes, yeah. Memorials and All-Star Game, Hall of Fame was this year, and he was gonna be a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's a lot of just feelings. Yeah. A lot of feelings. And like and like I'm not ashamed to say like I cried and I've cried just because there's just so many just daughter and father. I'm I'm crying crying less for the basketball player and more for the dad who is literally only two years older than me. Yeah. Yeah, as you mentioned, LeBron just posted, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it just, uh, you know, as it comes up here. It was just about an hour ago, and it, it said, I'm not, ready to, I'm not ready, but here I go. Man, I'm sitting here trying to write something for this post, but every time I try, I begin crying again, just thinking about you. Nice, Gigi, and the friendship, bond, brotherhood we had. I literally just heard your voice Sunday morning before I left Philly to head back to L.A., didn't think for one bit in a million years that 
that that would be the last conversation we'd have. I'm heartbroken and devastated, my brother. Man, I love you, big bro. My heart goes to Vanessa and the kids. I promise you I'll continue your legacy, man. You mean so much to us all here, especially Laker Nation. And it's my responsibility to put this on my back and keep it going. Please give me the strength from the heavens above and watch over me. I got us here. There's so much more I want to say, but just can't right now because I can't get through it until we meet again, my brother. Hashtag Mamba for life. And then hashtag Gigi for life. <laughs> yeah. Cla- classy. And, and, you know, LeBron writes that. And, and we know yesterday Dwayne Wade comes out with that big mm-hmm. video, yeah. which was, man, that was moving. And, you know, and, and we won't take too much longer tonight, but, but, you know, you said one thing and, and, and I have, I have a question I want to ask in a second, but before I go there, I, you know, we say, man, Kobe was just getting started. You know, just do mm. this thing, and 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 I do. I, I wish I I could see where that life was gonna go, but there was a video that came out of when he was talking with Jimmy Kimmel uh, about his daughter. Yeah, and, you know, we always go places, and and uh, and people say, Kobe, you gotta have a son. You gotta have a son. You know, like you gotta keep the name alive. And she's like, Whoa, whoa I got this. Yeah, I got this. Yeah. And, and and I and I hear that, and it plays over my head, and I'm like, Man, I wanted to see where her life went. Yeah. And that's, you know, like yeah. Kobe, like yeah, yeah, cool mentoring, all those things, and it would have been great. And I think his brand would have become even bigger. But man, I would have loved, like you said, to hear her get drafted, you know, into WNBA or who knows what the future holds. Yeah, but yeah, you know what I mean. And that conversation was just being had, I think, by him just not that long ago. And yeah, and, it was. It was. Yeah. And so to 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 think about her life and the other girls too, but speaking specifically of Kobe and, and his daughter, you know, I, I would have loved to have seen, you know, Mamba mentality duplicated. 2.0. In, in yeah. Daughter, you know, and so it's sad, but let me ask you this question before we close sure. up. We, in my, in my belief, Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. In, in mm-hmm. mine, right? Yep, I understand that. I can appreciate that. I, think, I mean, one of my rings is Bill Russell, but we'll yeah. sure. Yes. Six rings is more than 10 rings. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 it's just in my opinion. Yep. I also think, you know, I'm one of those guys who say, I actually think because of basketball eras and the changing of basketball, I actually see Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron. LeBron yeah being three of the greatest yeah. in their respective times. Kobe came in at the end of, of Jordan and bridged the gap for, yeah. for LeBron. Um, I think LeBron's a beast, um, you know, and, and, you know, anybody who says, you know, I hate LeBron, it's because he's not on your team. And that's why, let's just be honest, right? Big it's different. I, I, I very much don't like James Harden and don't want him on my team, but that's besides the point. You know, <laughs> but, we, we could do a whole other podcast on, on traveling on traveling and James Harden and just like the pain that comes. Anyhow, I, yeah, I'm so excited. We'll be here for an hour. Well, be, being the greatest in that sense, do you think, and LeBron has a really good brand and he does some pretty incredible things. Is Kobe the greatest basketball person? game and after like like okay so there's a couple like i don't want to take too long because yeah don't want to take too long but like there's a couple of different factors to that one what like no one's gonna win an oscar yeah yeah you know like an oscar and a and an emmy people need to remember that an oscar and an emmy um you know publishing kids books kids podcasts that sort of stuff like no one's gonna do that i think that Jordan was larger than life, but Jordan really didn't care. Yes. Jordan's like, I'm Michael Jordan. Republicans sell shoes. Republicans buy shoes, that sort of thing. Jordan was really about just kind of like dominating people. Like, you remember like how like at his Hall of Fame thing, he brought the guy who made it to the basketball team before him. Like, like he was a very, very, very spiteful. It was one of the worst Hall of Fame speeches of all time. Ever. Like the crying Jordan face is like, is yeah. is good as a result of that. Like that's the only good thing that came out of that speech. <laughs> LeBron with his his I promise school. Yeah. I think that I would I would say this. My opinion, I think he is the most influential basketball person. Yes. Because Jordan didn't really influence people outside of the game besides shoes, really. Yeah. Like he's a horrible GM, horrible owner. Yeah. Like let you know, like 
you do everything you can to keep Kemba Walker. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right? Whereas Kobe, and just think about what Kobe went through to get there. In 2003, he is on trial and flying back and forth to games during pre-show. He loses all of his endorsements besides Nike. Yeah. In 2006, he is so hated by the media mm-hmm. and he doesn't help his case that an MVP that should have gone to him, if you look at it statistically, went to Steve Nash. Steve Nash had an amazing season, yeah. but that should have gone, scoring title, everything else, it should have gone to Kobe Bryant, but the media hated him. Yeah. 14 years later, he is revered by everyone. Yeah. He is building brands. He is writing scripts. He is coaching. He has created a basketball academy. He is coaching AU basketball, and he is more revered than anyone else outside of maybe LeBron James. No, he's actually more revered than LeBron James because of how LeBron James speaks of him. Nobody revered Jordan that way. Nobody revered Jordan outside of like he was a killer on the court. He didn't want to mess with him. Nobody, Jordan was, Jordan was like this rarefied, like mythological Zeus. Yeah. Kobe Bryant, if you're looking at the area of mythology, was Zeus on earth. Yeah. Flawed, corrupted, broken, and yet still tangible enough that you're able to say like, I want to be like him, which is why every basketball player I would have thought would have been influenced by Jordan. No, they were all influenced by Kobe Bryant. Mm. And so I think that there's going to be a generation, our kids, who are going to be influenced by LeBron. LeBron's going to be their guy. Steph Curry's going to be their guy. But he's like, he was your guy's guy. Yeah. And so that's the greatness of him. Yeah. That like you saw the tweets like every time you're throwing about a paper in the garbage can, Kobe, Kobe like that's you're not saying LeBron, you're, just, you're yeah. Kobe, like that's just what it is. Like you're not passing the ball, you're doing it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I love what you said about the eras. I think that like Kobe was the last of the old school. Yeah. I don't want to be your friend. I'm not going to join up with you. I'm going to kill you and destroy you. Yeah. But then you saw once he was done, he's like, let's be friends. I'm a mentor. I'll teach you everything I know. And I think that that is. Um, that's going to be the main thing that we remember is how, how it ended mm-hmm. and where it was going. Yeah. Um, that it's not like, you know, a weird thing like Aaron Hernandez where like, you're like, what? And then it's over and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like we got to see the next side yeah. and we got to see him moving towards something that was going to be great because he would not let it not be great. Yeah. The same way how he was going to shoot 50 times and score 60 points, he was going to shoot he was going to shoot in the movies and shoot in radio and shoot. He was going to do that until he hit every basket. Yeah. The way, and I agree. Like I I think LeBron has an incredible influence in and out of basketball. The way I, way I like to see it is, or like to say it, I guess is LeBron will own a basketball team. Kobe will mentor one. Right. And, and and it's not that that LeBron can't, it's just I think he is very business and brand and hmm. all those things. And that's his team that's doing that for him too, and that's awesome. Um, they have not marketed, in my opinion, Kobe the way they marketed Jordan and LeBron. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing with Jordan. Jordan was marketed really well. He was the first of his kind. Yes, and it took off, and his shoes became legendary, but nobody has said, since basketball uh, since his basketball days man i really want to live jordan's life now yeah other than financially yeah right? his baggy jeans and really 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 bad clothing versus high, baggy but high jeans. oh man like you know check your man yes. check your man so, so I, I that's the way i see it like i i see lebron owning a team right and i see i i, I saw kobe headed down the direction where i will mentor the entire nba he was going to be Jerry West. Yes. And those of you who are basketball fans, you understand that he was going to be – Jerry West was a horrible coach. He tried it. He was a horrible coach. But, like, everybody wanted – he was an executive on the Lakers. He won. He was an executive on Golden State. He won. He's an executive on the LA Clippers, and it makes me so sad because they're probably at some point going to win. And I don't know what I'm going to do with myself when that happens. Yeah. But, like, he, he's going to be – Jerry West. He was that was who he was going to be. He was going to be the next guy mm-hmm. who is going to be able to sit in an office and go like, just bring me that guy. Yeah. Jerry West saw this kid mm-hmm. playing in Lower, uh, Lower, um, in Lower, um, 
Laura Marion in Philadelphia. And he was willing to stake his life yeah. and trade away Vladi Divac to the Charlotte Hornets. He was a fan favorite for this kid, this 17-year-old, who made who became a starter in an Ulster game his second year when he wasn't even starting on his basketball team. Yeah. And he was willing to mentor him all the way to three championships, keep him while letting go of the funnest player in basketball history in Shaquille. There's nobody more fun than him. And mentor him to two other championships. Yeah. That's what that's what Kobe was doing with Trey Young, with Jason Tatum, with Darren Booker, with with LeBron himself, yeah. with, with with all the, that's what he was doing. He was becoming he was becoming the logo. Yeah. yeah. And and it is a shame that if it happens, it'll happen in light of his death, not because of his life. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing too. A lot of our opinions today, you know, not I don't mean just you and I, but people in general the opinions of his greatness will be sometimes over-exaggerated yep. Yep. because of the sadness and pain. Yeah, that's very fair. And our feeling of what we hoped oh. he would have become. Yeah. Um, but as much as we might over-exaggerate what he could have become, we know whatever it was, it was going to be great. Yep. You know, and, uh, and it is sad that it is a, a, life gone at such a young age and again we know more people that were on that 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 flight that was not just kobe and his daughter there were more people who have family who have friends had futures and everything oh you know, they there were dreams in their lives too and and it's sad that this podcast and that every second or sometimes every post on social media is a picture of kobe or his daughter or you know, it's, it's sad that that's what we have to, um, to talk about and to experience in this, yeah. in this time. It's, it's crazy. But one of the things that I do on, on Jilly Talks, uh, Chris, is, is I ask this one question. And, sure. and usually we, we ask you people to share, um, you know, their, their story. And, and this is part of your story and part mm-hmm. of who you are. Um, but one of the questions I always ask at the end, because it's about, you know, our life and our stories and the impact and the things that we learn. And we talked about Kobe learning along the way. And mm. so my question to you, if you could go back to, you know, high school, Chris Chase, Oof. right. Yeah. You know, where, where, you know, ladies loved them, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wish. Um, I wish. Where Bow Wow was your favorite rapper. <laughs> oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> um, no, but you know, go back to high school if you could, yeah. and 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 you now, and what you've experienced in life, and what you've what you've what you now know. Mm. What would you go back to high school, Chris Chase, and tell him about life? I would say one: your canines are going to grow in. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Because um, there was a time where, like, I didn't think my canines were ever going to grow in, uh, but here they are. Um, I would tell, I would tell that teenage Chris Chase. I would tell him, um, "You're going, you're going to learn the hard way, bud. You're going to learn the hard way, but the lessons are going to fuel you to do things that you never thought you could do." Um, yeah, you know, because the, the, the thing you'd want to tell them is you like, you would almost kind of want back to the future, it like with the almanac and tell them like, don't, whatever you do, don't date that person or whatever you do. Don't go in that, don't go in that, whatever, don't, don't grab it. But like, no, like just know that every, every dumb thing that you do yeah. is going to give you the heart and mind that allows you to do some really cool things. Yeah. And the things that I've been able and afforded to do small unknown things and some things that are not that are known to friends but not known to anybody if i walk through a walmart yeah. they've been really exciting and so i would just tell them one your canines are going to grow in and two like you're going to learn the hard way but those lessons are good so don't don't get upset about the lessons don't get upset about the lessons just take them in drink them in sit on them and then get ready to apply them get ready to apply them one day also, I would tell him, there's going to be a thing called the internet. If you can invest in it and get money from your parents, do it. Because yeah. then you'll be a millionaire and not be 
driving a Honda Civic. <laughs> Absolutely. No, totally. I, okay. I love that, you know, learning, you know, and, and putting those things into practice, such a, a crucial thing about, about this life that we live and, and life is lessons, you yeah, know, it, it gives you lessons and, and uh, you know, as a basketball quote would be, you reach, I teach. Um, and, and in life, yeah, you, you're going to try and do one thing. Life's going to teach you something else. Facts always, and always. So, so I think that's, uh, no, that's great. And, and Chris, I, I just really appreciate you. And I appreciate you just sharing a personal part of your life and your story. And, and uh, you know, it's basketball. We love sports. We love the game of basketball. Um, but the reality is life um, comes at you full speed. And Facts. we didn't expect yesterday um, the news that we heard. Um, but what we can do with yesterday is learn for today. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah. Like you talked about with your kids, you know, let's stop asking, am I being a good enough parent and let's just start being yeah you know being a good parent being a good person and uh and, and living life to the fullest and you know we, we know that from Kobe saying that stuff and so I appreciate you and and, Same. and, and I'm thankful that uh, we stay connected and and that we're doing you know a lot of the sim similar things in mm -hmm. life and uh and so I'm, I'm happy uh, to call you friend and Same. and to be able to do this so thanks so much for joining us on jilly talks and people need you people you're, you're listening to know like like adam could hoop <laughs> like and he can still shoot now but like when we when we were teenagers like adam could hoop and so like and this is not like conjecture this is not hyperbole yeah. like like as 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 streets would say, Adam was nice. <laughs> well, I appreciate Adam was nice, that. and so I you didn't know that. Like that's not that's not just a line, and it pains me because I hate giving compliments to people. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I hate that sort of stuff when it's not coming towards me. But Adam was nice with it, and so I I, I love you. I appreciate our friendship. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, that we've been able to do life together like like this for as long as we have, and we still um, we still somewhat get along. It's always awesome. a good thing. Well, I appreciate that. Well, that is another episode of, uh, of Zilly Talks. Again, we want to thank our, our guest, uh, Chris Chase, and just so thankful to have him on our, our episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, maybe it was a little bit longer for you, and that's cool. Um, but I hope that even if you don't like sports, um, you can appreciate the discussion about life and uh, the things that we can learn from it, mm -hmm. uh, but also just you know, dealing with the reality that sometimes life hits harder than we want it to hit. Um, but the great thing is, is that with friends, with endurance, with persistence, we can hit back even harder. And, uh, and so I'm just, I'm just thankful for, for you listeners. And, uh, and hopefully uh, we'll have another podcast out to you very soon and uh, give you some more stories that you can um, hear, but also uh, maybe someday have a chance to share your story. Yeah. Thank you again. Uh, for another episode, Chris, thank you so much. And we will hopefully talk to you again and hopefully talk to you, the listeners again soon. Thank you so much. Beep, beep, beep.